Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network, located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. We're brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, wowfreecam.com, and facebook.com slash makeupkennedy. You can check us out anywhere and everywhere you find podcasts. Now, for the hosts of your flagship program, here's Tom Robinson and Nate Bush. What's up? What's up, everybody? It's Nate. I'm back. Unfortunately, today, no TR as real life calls, and TR has been uh, busy with his new job. So, stepping in into the co host chair. For this week, only I believe the second time he's co-hosted the show, my man from up north, the Canadian crippler himself, Tim Dombrova. What you're talking about? I'm T.R. Robinson. I'm here. I don't like Markel Fultz. I trust no processes, (laughs) but I love the Sixers, baby. Why do you sound like um, Why do you sound like the uh, the guy that managed Tommy Gunn in Rocky Five when you did? <laughs> I have no. Touch idea. me and I sue. Touch me and I sue. Sue me for what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, yes, it is I, Tim from the Great White North. Um, I shall attempt to fill the gigantic shoes of Mr. Robinson. I will probably not do that completely, but I shall give it my best shot to. Uh, be informative on today's show. Yeah, and uh, we're looking we're looking forward to today's show. We got some great guests uh, lined up for you. We've got a lot of breaking news uh, in the NBA. A couple things have happened today that uh, we kind of want to dive into. The first thing we want to talk about, and we'll probably talk about with our first guest, uh, Kevin Love has signed a a four year extension for I believe it was twenty million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. Let me, um, yeah, four-year, $20 million extension, which means he is linked to the Cleveland Cavaliers for the next five years and $145 million, as they're putting a lot of faith in Kevin Love in Cleveland. Um, Now, not being a, being a bit of an outsider, but through this show and you boys following this a little closer than what I used to, Mm -hmm. uh, my initial reaction to this is, what in the heck? Um, <laughs> now, not it that does. Kevin Love is not a decent. Not that he's not a decent player, because I think the stats would bear out that he probably is. But do, do the Cleveland Cavaliers actually? Are they going to try to build a, a team around Kevin Love? Is that the move here? It, it would seem that it is. Uh, you link him. You ink him for that long. Uh, you've basically said okay. Kevin Love in Minnesota was a machine, by the way. Uh, he was a great player in Minnesota. And Kevin Love is only, I believe, 30 years old. Or he's 29. He'll be 30 by the time the next season starts. So he's still relatively young. Uh, he's lost a lot of weight. Um, and he needs to get back to playing like the Kevin Love of old. He needs to be that 20-20 and 20 guy. He... Which playing with LeBron James, you don't do that. You have to do your know your role. And Kevin Love is going to be the best player on this team, and he's got a young point guard in Colin Sexton who can score. He's going to have Channing Frye, who they re-signed. He's a stretch five. 
Uh, he's going to be a guy that can stretch the floor for Kevin Love. And Love is going to be probably a rebounding and scoring machine. So he's going to be a guy you may want to look at in your fantasy league. However, there comes the downside. Here's the, here's the butt. There's no chance in hell this Cleveland Cavs team with Kevin Love leading the way is going to make it to the, the playoffs this season. It, it's just not going to happen. Um, uh, I think they're signing him. What? Ty, the brilliance that is Ty Lu shall shine <laughs> forth from Cleveland. I've yet to see Ty Lu coach. <laughs> Whenever he finally does well, the coach, I think we're gonna, we're about to find out whether he can or not. Because yeah, we're gonna find out. He's, uh, <laughs> he's about to inherit. Well, not inherit, but he's about to get a nice hot mess to deal with. Now, uh, now you 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 had it right. He inherited it from LeBron. Player coach LeBron, and, and he inherited it from him. <laughs> this is true. Uh, yes, when, this is true. When LeBron left, the the funniest headline I could find on the on Twitter was uh, Tyrone Lue is now named the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He signed himself to an extension. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, but, so uh, now does uh, does Ty Lue uh, shock the NBA world? Uh, sign Levar Ball as his no, assistant Jesus. coach, and both the Ball boys end up in Cleveland. How you get it, ball boys? You get that joke there? That's about all their worth would be to fill up the balls on, oh, the, yeah, on the stock that, line. That, to be honest, the, the 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 name Lavar Ball and at least the names of the of the two younger ones should not be spoken on any serious NBA basketball show. Angelo and Lamelo. Yeah, it is a joke of epic proportions and should not even be given any airtime. Moving on. Well, hold on though. Hold on. Since you brought him up. And before we, we dive real, real deep into this Kevin Love thing here, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, before uh, Lonzo came into the league, LeVar was offering all three of his sons to any shoe company, any licensing agreements, like right. any of that. Do you remember how much he was asking for all three of his kids? Oh, it was some up ridiculous. It was in the hundreds of millions, wasn't it? No. One billion dollars. <laughs> he offered me well, and said if anybody wanted to get the entire ball family for one billion, they could have them. Clearly, no, no one took him up on it. Well, and apparently his his own shoe company um, doesn't fill orders, but takes your money quite quickly apparently oh, they'll take your money and they don't fill your order uh, yeah, i read online so that uh somebody had waited like two months and they sent an email to big baller brand and the uh they asked them hey you know what's the status of my shoe order and all that and they <laughs> they were <received, laughs> this is actually pretty funny uh they received a response that said you sir are a small baller <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and in fact, I believe I could take you one on one. Oh my God! That, I will that, meet you anytime, anywhere. Watching that train wreck has been so enjoyable. Like I hate. I, I'm just it, gonna say that it's been so much fun to watch the whole Ball family just fall. It's amazing. Like just when you think, okay, he finally reached the bottom of the. You know, he just can't take it any further. He somehow figures out a way to take it further, and it's incredible. Now he's now he's 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 verbally jarring with Kobe Bryant 
about now how he can yeah. take him one on one. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, you couldn't take anybody. Well, you couldn't take me on one on one. Kobe with the torn Achilles. Kobe with his torn Achilles could take Lavar Ball one on one. It wouldn't even. Lamar would go to make that first dribble and realize he didn't have the ball anymore. Yeah, it, and then he'd and then he'd be here as he turned around. He'd hear the sound of swish, and that would be the end of that. I'll t- I'll give the man some credit though. He as tried. dumb as he is, he and as uh, he was able to get his entire family into the limelight for a couple years there. It's slowly deteriorating. Clearly, well, and um, if, uh, if middle son hadn't have blown it in China. They at least would have got a college education out of it, and the next yeah. one probably would have too. But he blew; they blew that by playing in Lithuania. So I, I don't know that that whole thing. You, we could spend eight hours on the Lavar Ball saga, but uh, back to the Kevin Love thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess you got to sign somebody. Um, well, I if suppose you, you know if you, don't, you, if you don't sign him, who's left? Who who who's going to be your big name player? Who who's left to get? Love is the only one that they could really could really get, and and Love just got a nice payday. That's a good payday for him. One hundred fifty four million over five years. So uh, we're looking at. Do you think he on um, average on average he's he, going to get twenty nine million a year? Do you think he brings a? Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More of a, a uh, I, mean, I mean, he just signed a five-year, $145 million deal, but more of a common man. I'm a more approachable, more uh, regular dude kind of a feel to that team as opposed to LeBron. And I am the mighty king who, you know, is above all, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, not that LeBron, maybe, is, not maybe, that LeBron but... itself is that way, but the media and the way – the way the team gets covered and all that, it's it, it was, you know, 24-7 LeBron James, and then there was, oh, yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers. There was those guys over there, too. Yeah. Here's the thing with Love. I, I like him, and, you know, he played well in Minnesota, gave us a lot of good years, and we screwed up by not re-signing him. But then we did trade him and got something out of him, so I can't, I can't be mad about that. But Love is – he used to be such a good – player but he could never get his team to the playoffs he was not the guy who was going to pack your team to that but then again it could be what was around him in minnesota at the time because we didn't exactly have the best bench um you know you're talking about a guy that would have a 30 and 30 game 30 rebounds 30 points that's no slouch when it comes to playing basketball that's no weakness that that's a great player no not many people can do that but at the same time if you're getting 30 and 30 and you're not winning, you're not getting to where you need to be, there's a problem there. Um, well, stats are great. Stats are great, but you got to win games. Yeah. I personally, my hope for them is, uh, okay, they're never winning anything with that lineup. But no. uh, I at least hope they make the playoffs and that they can, uh, that the city and the ownership and all that can, in, in a tiny way, give the – Stink to uh, Mr. James, who bailed on them. Well, he's done it. He's done it before, and now everybody's just like, "Ah, well." He's going to do it again if it doesn't work out where he's at. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. He's he's notorious for he'll, it, you know. Just he'll take their money, and in year four, when he can go, and we don't actually, we don't even know. Um, I don't think it's ever, or at least anywhere where I've seen or heard you guys mention that whether we know what kind of buyouts he's got. I think it was a manager initially. It was in year four, but I'm I'm not buying that. Uh, LeBron James years. tied himself down somewhere for four. It's going to be, there'll be some years, kind of an out. I think I saw two years with a player option on the third year. So he's good for this season and next season. So if they, yeah, if they, they can't get, get it, it together, they got two years. They got two years to get something for him before he, he walks. easily walk on them too, although I don't, although by that point I would have to wonder why. And there, this is more my, more my personal, my, my brain and my heart start to separate my, I go. Why mm-hmm. would anybody want him on their team? Okay, well, you dummy. Well, he's the, he's the you best, can't argue he's the best with player in the world. Results. You can't argue with results. Right. And, the, and the guy is a fantastic player. Um, there, and and that's true. He is. He's he's a great player, and he just he wins. He takes you to a title. But he has an he increases he, he, revenue. He has an but ego. At, he does. I agree. Of the way Great Western form for those of you who are a little older because I don't think that exists anymore in L.A. <laughs> um, and does he, and does he not – and does he – oh, there's a better one. And does he not leave your team and your franchise in total disarray when he leaves? Oh, absolutely. As soon as he leaves, not, it's not unlike, chaos. Yeah, not unlike some previous stars who who, you know, in the twilight of their careers will sort of take one for the team and – Maybe take a little less, play a little less to try to get the team, you know, because I'm going to retire or I'm leaving, and I, I at least want to leave the team something to build on. But that guy, to be all in all honesty, pretty much comes in, uh, demands that the franchise sign whoever. They do that, and then he, he bails, and they're left with all these hanger-on type players. Some of which are, yeah. are all right, I guess. But and then it's okay. Now what do we do? We don't have LeBron James anymore. There's nobody else in the league that can turn these guys into anything, at least in a winning sense. What do we do? We signed Kevin Love for four years for 120 million dollars. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, what, what they did bring back Channing Fry. Uh, that was a, a move they made. There's been talk of them moving. Kyle Corver's contract to Philadelphia in the uh in the wake of things. So we I don't know. Cleveland Cleveland's kind of in a real strange situation. Um they don't really have a lot to to rebuild with in terms of right now because all they really have is Colin Sexton and that's their what young player because in the way here's, of uh, what are they looking like in the draft wise? They got any picks because they're not. Um, I mean, their pick draft. for next year's their picks are not going to be that high. Because mm-hmm. if they don't make the playoffs, it could be. Uh, yeah, the, like. the next. Yes, the next. This year they didn't get anything though, right? They got if Colin they Sexton. They got Colin okay, Sexton well, this year. He's a. He's and that a, was, what, uh, he's a that possible. That was a pick they got from. Uh, that was a pick. I don't remember who they got that pick from. I think that was the. Um, that pick belonged to someone else because they have trade. They had traded the uh, 
the pig that they owned okay, so, away. So does the possibility in my little my little Canadian mind they have love wrapped up for for uh, five years? Is there a potential there where okay he plays next year? They're, they're horrible. They get a lottery pick and they trade him for another one or some kind of a deal where they they go for the rebuild next in year two. I'm looking right now to see what Cleveland has in 2019. Uh, it looks like they actually they they have from the looks of things they have the right. See the Magic have the option to swap second round picks with the Knicks or Cleveland or Rockets. It's a keeping up with NBA draft picks. By the way, is a full time job. Yeah, well. That's it what is we're going to talk about in a bit once we get our guests out of the way. Cause yeah, it, it is a mess play. trying to keep up with draft picks. Oh, my God. Uh, from the looks of things, Cleveland has a – I think they have – let me see. They have the Hawks pick next year, one of them. Hmm. Or, or I could be wrong. No. No, the Hawks. So they could easily the Hawks own Cleveland's pick next year, but it is top ten protected. So if the Cavs are in the top ten, okay, so the Cavs will get their they pick. They can keep it. Keep it. But if and, they, yeah. All right. So let's say that. So let's say that happens, and they it's lottery protected, and they they have like the second or third pick. Let's say. Can you take Kevin Love and trade him to somebody for another first rounder? Or a first or in a second, maybe, or something along those lines, and you can reload in one off season. Nice new well, young they were players. Do that, I don't, I don't know why they would re-sign Kevin Love to such a long. Well, because because show. you got him because you got him re-signed, and now whoever you trade him to doesn't have to worry about trying to re-sign him. I guess you're, already, I guess they could in a sign and trade, but honestly, I don't. Think, I don't think Kevin Love. I don't think you're going to get a team that's going to trade for Kevin Love. For to give like I don't see Cleveland just taking a first round pick for Kevin Love. I think there's going to have to be and, and not a second round pick either. There's going to have to be a player, a young player involved. Maybe you know maybe a team out west that needs to improve might do it. Um, you know there's a lot of assets that can be bounced around. Of course the cap space is going to be an issue too because you know uh, if you do make that trade you're locking in on Kevin Love for another four years after this sure season. Enough. So that's going to be tough to to handle. The only teams that could really make a make that kind of trade, um, Brooklyn maybe, but I don't see Brooklyn doing that because Brooklyn's looking to get younger and they're looking to sign that uh, the big free agent in the offseason with all their cap space, and they're not going to waste that kind of money on to, Kevin Love. Uh, I guess too. It depends on who comes out of the draft or into the well, draft. The next looking the like next, the, the man, if there is anybody or not, right? Well, Duke has the top three NBA player or the top three high school players: Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and um, I forget the other guy's name, but they're all three going to Duke uh, this season. Kentucky's always loaded with players. Yeah, but, um, but as of right now, no. As of right now, no. Though there's no name guy that okay, this is this guy is a a lock. 
We don't know yet. R.J. Barrett seems to be, if, if the draft happened today, R.J. Barrett would probably be the number one. But you know, Right, but what I'm getting at is sometimes there are there is that guy where, okay, if this guy has all the potential in the world, this guy is going to be a, you know, barring an injury, he's going to be an NBA. You know, he's not the LeBron Jameses or Michael Jordan types who don't come along very often. There's no one standout guy. So trading for that pick, Maybe it doesn't make any sense, at least not till draft day. And then yeah, I can see that. On, right? um, well, you know, Kevin Kevin Love's going to be in Cleveland this season. I just don't see him getting traded anywhere. Right. I'm I'm talking after he'll play his first season. If they tank or nor and are horrible, and get a top uh, a top five, let's say, then maybe do they do they move him because they're not doing anything with him anyway. So. Well, he may want to be moved at that point. I don't know. I mean, again, he's 30 years old. Uh, he's been in the league a while. I don't. I won't say that he's on the downside of his career, but I mean, he could still he's possibly. Won a, he's won a title, right? So he doesn't need to do that. Yeah, he, he's he won a title. Last, okay, so he doesn't. That's his resume is okay in that department, where a lot of guys. Yeah. That's why they will move. You know, they're trying to win the – trying to get the trophy. Um, yeah, okay, well, like I said, I guess, I mean, they've got to sign somebody. They've got to give some reason to uh, people to want to go to the games, you know, even if it's yeah, you, you not gotta a have reason somebody. as they had before. Yeah, you got to have a player that's going to at least sell tickets. And right now, re-signing Face love, up. right now you don't know what Face you're going to get the out franchise of. and all that. I mean, somebody's got to be. I mean, who who's going to be on the media yeah. guide and all that stuff? Somebody's got to be the man. Whether he is, whether he can do that or not, is okay. That might be another question. But um, well, that's the, it. I, guess, well, I mean, I, I suppose look at it this way: they don't sign him, and he's gone next year. Then what do they got? Yeah, I mean that was that was really probably the big implication in signing him to an extension was to get. Um, was to make sure that at they still now, have. Yeah, at least now they can control to some degree whether they keep them or don't keep them. Yeah, like that was that was the whole point. Just re-sign him. Make sure you got him. Don't lose him for nothing next season. Don't let him explore free agency. So, I think it was a good move. You got I mean, you got to figure he's he's gonna he's earning twenty four million dollars this year. Then his new, then the new one kicks in, and he goes from twenty-eight to thirty-one, to mm-hmm. thirty-one, and then back down to twenty-eight. Well, I don't know about you, Mister Bush, but uh, <laughs> if I could do what I love doing, and they were going to pay me thirty million dollars to do it, yeah, I would be. Where do you need me? Yeah, I'll be right there. Where, where do I need to, to be, and what do I? Too. What do you want me to say? Because for Thirty-one million dollars. That's oh boy, wow. Yeah, I mean, I could handle crazy. that easily. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I could play one season and retire. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what these guys don't realize is they have these long careers and they make millions and millions of dollars. But how often do you hear about some of them going broke? Well, let's put, okay, but but I mean, on the surface, okay, that you know, okay, he doesn't get anywhere near that much. 
he might get half of that by the time the tax man and his uh, whatever well, yeah, people he has and his agent and all that. But still, yeah, boo-hoo, so he gets $15 million. <laughs> yeah, I feel real it's a hard life, $15 million. Yeah. yeah. There used to be, uh, on a totally unrelated note, but basketball, there was a skit once on, uh, I think it might have been even Mad TV, where the whole gimmick was, uh, it was a telethon for uh, for for poor sports guys. Please, you know, send in your money. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan has only got 372 pairs of shoes. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he may be, Michael that. Jordan may be forced to wear the same pair of shoes two days in a row. <laughs> you know yeah, how, how, how tragic that. this was. I mean, I, I, I look, yeah, I, I'm one of those guys who I think the salaries are ridiculous, but I don't blame the guys for taking them either. Well, somebody I was going to offer me that kind salaries, of money. But are the salaries really ridiculous? That's my that's my question. Um, if you look now, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to play a game. I get that. If you look at it as oh well, you know this billionaire is paying all these guys millions and millions of dollars to play a game. That money comes from the revenue that these teams are making. That's the thing. Correct. Like, if you don't. Let me let me put it to you this way: Would you rather your team spend a hundred million on a basketball player who's going to make your team that you root for better, or would you rather this team spend fifteen million on players that aren't very good and the owner just to, gets to pocket the revenue? Um, no, I agree. I'm looking at it in the context of a guy who's playing basketball is getting paid thirty-one million dollars. Where, in all honesty, if there was no basketball tomorrow, the world would not be a better or worse place. Maybe, maybe to you, in, it wouldn't be a worse place. In 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 comparison to um, a nurse or a fireman or a policeman or a teacher, who we can't find forty thousand dollars a year for some of these people. Well, clear. You know, that's, I agree. That's with where that. I say that it's. That's where I say it's too much. Like, I agree that's with a, that, that's but mess, at the same time, the system is messed up. At the same up. time, though, at the same time, you can't make, as a business owner, you can't make money off of that nurse that works in the ER. Oh, Nurse Tanya, she's doing great. Let's sell. No, uh, a I, I agree. But if there was no, yeah. if there was no nurses, it would. Uh, Mister Mister Love's thirty-one million dollars would not mean much for very long. No, I agreed. Agreed. Is and, all I'm saying about that. Oh, I mean, no argument here. But my my thing is, at the end of the day, it's it's a business, and it is what we're looking at. Oh yeah. That I mean, how does this? Yes. What is the saying? The uh, LeBron James is is rich, but the guy who's paying his writing his name on his checks is wealthy. That's the rich guy. It's not LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's got some money, yes, but he's got nothing compared to uh, who is it in LA? Genie Bus, I guess, would be the the big name uh, there. Yeah, with the Bus family. Yeah, I mean, okay, you know, there or you know, the the guys who own Walmart. Those no, people, Walmart. That, that's mo- that's money. You know, or the, <laughs> or, uh, yeah. you know, the Hearsts or whoever they may be. Those are the people that have money. Professional athletes are are. They're not rich on the big scale. I mean, there's no no pro, no pro athletes in the Forbes top 200. 
You know, it's yeah, all, I mean, you're not these are all business that, types who you've never heard of. A lot of them, you know, the yeah, most of them at the top, we you don't know. know, and we'll never know. But um, you know, we've talked, we've so talked a blame, half hour. Yeah, I don't blame them for taking it. We've talked a half hour about Kevin Love's contract. Here's another news story that just broke that I saw today. Um, Tim, how familiar are you with Dwayne Wade? Uh, I, I remember him from back in the day when he was really, really good. Not the Dwayne Wade that I saw the last couple of years. Okay. Well, Dwayne Wade apparently got offered $25 million to go play in China next season. I saw that, and I couldn't find if it was three years for $25 million or if mm-hmm. it was three years at 25 per. Yeah, I couldn't find that either, but the, here's the thing. Yeah, that my famous line, here's the thing. Um, he's offered that much money to play in China while the Heat can only pay him like maybe $5 million. To stick around? Well, we'll, uh, find out, the, we'll find out, I guess, whether Dwayne Wade likes basketball or whether he likes money. My thing with Dwayne Wade is, like, well, let me ask you, as a guy that's not, you know, you're not the biggest basketball watcher in the world. No, um, I, but I, I remember when he was at but one you know time Dwayne Wade. I mean, I'm the not franchise. Saying you don't he was know. the franchise, right? Oh, at yeah. At one time yeah. he no, was the franchise damn Alan good. Robertson. Franchise right. Allen Iverson. Well, no, but I mean, but, as far as the, that the team went, I mean, he was a guy that could carry a team. But didn't he win oh, a title yeah, on yeah. his own? Yeah, yeah. Him and Shaquille O'Neal won a title in '06 with the Heat, and then he won some more with LeBron and uh, Bosh. Okay, yeah. So I mean, Miami. obviously, not nothing to scoff at. No, Dwayne Wade's anyway. a great player. Great player. Um, he's getting older. He proved in the playoffs last year he can still go. The Miami Heat can offer him $5 million this season. Let me see how old he is, uh, just offhand. Let me see. Let me see. 34, I believe. 36. Is he 36? He's 36. I had it in front yeah, of me. So he's 36 years old. Uh, he's slowing down a little bit because, you know, 40. if you can play the 40 in the NBA, you're special. Um. He's a great player from the past, and I think you want to honor him. But if you're Dwayne Wade, which would you do? Would you take the pay cut to stay in the NBA, to stay in Miami, to where you're known, or would you take off and go to China for the $25 million? Okay, a couple of things first. I don't know what his family situation is, which for me would be if you're going to China, you know, that's that's not like... Uh, zipping across from you know east coast to west coast of the United States, which is enough of a drag. Um, so that would be my first thing. I don't know if he's married or if he's got kids and how old they are, that sort of thing. So that's going to play some part in it. Um, second, I don't know what the quality of basketball is in this league. Um, is it a joke? Is it, you know, it's not the balls playing in Lithuania situation. No, chi- the the Chinese league is actually. Um, is he actually going to and revive their? Is career. he going to be good uh, there, Michael but Beasley. not? Yeah, is he going to be good there, but not good enough to just do whatever he wants? Like, will he still be challenged to play there? I think he would still be challenged. Uh, maybe not as, maybe not like not he, quite of as much as the like NBA, NBA, but but. 
you know, Michael okay, Beasley, so guys that, guys that, would be, that weren't For me, on, that would be second. If I'm going to play guys basketball. Guys that weren't on Dwayne Wade's level went over and dominated. So I think Dwayne Wade would have no problem in China. Okay, so that, that would be my next consideration. But the one that I just saw here, which is probably a bigger consideration, is that he has signed a lifetime deal with a Chinese apparel company. So he he has a business interest in being in China. He does. He so, does indeed. So I would say if if that's the case, if you're willing to make that move, um, the twenty the uh, the the basketball salary is probably not the money. The money is going to be in. I mean, can you imagine the apparel. If you you go? Yeah, you go over. I'm I'm Dwayne Wade. I play for the who is it here? The uh, Jay Hang Golden Bulls. And look at my lovely shoes and or clothing, and you're selling that to a billion plus in China. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to guess there's some serious coinage to be made there, or possibly well, anyway. In China, basketball is one of the biggest sports in the world. In China, um, like that's that's almost it's it's slowly becoming one of the biggest things, and you know the Chinese love basketball. And basketball is becoming the second biggest sport in the world behind soccer, uh, mainly because of its popularity and the fact that anybody in the world okay, can do so, it. Okay, so then he could he could easily maintain um, a different type of celebrity, but still a huge celebrity. So well, he's take, a huge celebrity. I mean, I don't know he's Dwayne Wade personally, but most here. professional athletes – Got a tad bit of an ego that needs a massage every now and then. Well, Dwayne Wade's that, a huge celebrity in the United States. He's a huge celebrity. So, if he went to so China, he's going to need some celebrity. If he went to China, so Dwayne there. Wade would be a god. No okay, question. Okay, so that so so that's a good so that's a positive. So you he take would the be money, the next you take that over there. You maybe can even argue that there's some kind of an angle from the NBA and basketball in general that he's uh, you know ambassador for the sport. Blah 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 blah. Maybe that opens the door uh, to some Chinese players, or more Chinese players. I I don't know if there's ever been any or not. Maybe none that were any good uh, that come to America. Maybe that helps the NBA. Um, even if people, even if it, they somehow I don't know what the NBA's footprint is in China, but if they don't have one or not much of one, I would think perhaps this. In, you know, throw some money their direction through new fans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I think I do it. I think I do it, and I think I think if you do it right, you come out smelling like a rose. I don't know how you can't. Nothing else. You got twenty five million dollars. Do you think if he does it that he would come out smelling like a Derrick Rose? Well, that's. Well, for his sake, let's hope not. But that's for his knees. Let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's let's hope not. But, but um, my 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 thing with it is, Tim, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say that he doesn't go because he's a huge celebrity, no matter what. He's going to make the dollars here in the playing. He he's going to have to play a lot more than he would here. Because of that, the Maybe. talent level, 
he may play 15, 20 minutes, and he can save his knees and play a little longer here in the U.S. If he goes overseas, he's going to have to play more. Um, let me let me see here what, let's just say, his net worth would be at the moment. At this point in time, his net worth is estimated between $95 and $115 million. Uh, he's made over $200 yeah, million dollars in his career, and after paying agents, managers, and living expenses, that would be his net worth. So, and of course, he's married to Gabriella Union. Uh, she has a wine company called Vanilla Pudding, uh, started a line of hair care products, and she has a net worth herself of over $20 million. So, so they're not hurting for much. Okay, well I'll, well, I'll read you this. This was his quote. Okay. Right now, I am focused on the game after basketball. Whatever mm-hmm. happens in basketball happens. I've done everything that I can do. It's put me in the position I am today where I can do something that hasn't been done globally. Basketball will take care of itself. That was just when they were asked him about his, whether he was coming back to Miami or not. That was his comment. So, I don't know. I guess it's a wait-and-see thing. Uh, <laughs> interesting fact here. Let me bring this up. Brian Whitehurst is reporting this. Apparently, Kevin Love signed his extension in front of a, constru- a team of construction workers and team employees <laughs> in an impromptu ceremony. <laughs> Hold on. On a if piece go, of drywall. He signed it on a piece of drywall. The, yeah, if you go to the ESPN page, there's a mm-hmm. picture of it. They have, there's a photo awesome. there. It, it, it is kind of. Uh, I kind of wondered what that was about. That he was, that he was holding this. Uh, he's in a suit, but he's with like you know two hundred fifty construction worker types with vests and hard hats on. Kind of wondered yeah, what that well, was all about. But Cleveland is considered in the United States. Cleveland is considered the working man's. Uh, that's a blue, a blue city. collar town, right? It's a blue-collar town, and let, let me say this about the city of Cleveland. As a person who's ventured there several times, been to games at, at Quicken Loans, why the fuck is the road not fixed? You have been under road construction for 200 years. Can we not uh, fix the damn road? Because we, we, were, we had $120 million earmarked for road construction. but uh, Yeah, apparently we've got to give it to Kevin Love. We, uh, the owner of the else. Cavaliers needed it for the love extension. So. Let me tell you something else. Oh. Do you know how much it costs to park for a basketball game next door at the parking building that's connected to the casino that you can go across to Quicken Loans Arena? Do you know what I, I paid to park there? Twenty bucks. <laughs> I wish. Really? More than that? Good Forty. Lord. Forty. Oh, good lord! That's obscene. They say that should not be allowed. That's crazy. I was like, son of a whore. Why? That's crazy, unless of course he owns the building. Uh, the casino next door. The casino is next door, connected to the parking building, and that connects to Quicken Loans Arena. And there's a hotel in there, so I believe it's hotel parking. But on game day, they up the ticket prices to forty dollars for parking. So if anybody's going like to Cleveland to watch a game, try to park a little ways away and walk, because forty dollars is not worth it. Yeah, that's a lot of. I mean, boy, that's a lot of scratch just to park the car. Yeah, right, it is. <laughs> It sure $40. seems that way anyway, but 
scratch. Yeah, really? Let like, me talk about it. It makes sense. It was just a parking building. I'm on the NBA's uh, podcast and I'm talking all street. No, scratch. Yeah, you really. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, but anyway, back to Dwayne Wade. Uh, the Dwayne Wade thing. I would, if I were him, I would stay. Um, I would stay with the Heat, since he wants to focus on life after basketball. He won't be playing as much. If he if he plays with the Heat, uh, he won't have to spend as much time working on his game like he will over in China. Sure, he'll make more money and be closer to his business, but at the same time. Wade it depends. Is. It I, depends on whether his move over there to play basketball is to play basketball, or if it's a vehicle to sell the clothing. If it's a vehicle to sell the clothing, they'll put him out there for ten or fifteen minutes and let him do something in situations where he can do it, and he won't see their game for the rest of the game. But my argument is, you can do that here in the United States, and you can still sell the clothing. Yeah. He's Dwayne Wade. He's Dwayne Wade. He doesn't on what need kind of, to be there. He doesn't have I guess to be it over on what there. Kind of, what kind of money we're talking about? Like, there's no. I clicked on the try to figure out, find out something about the shoe. It's a, it's a shoe deal, actually, is what it is. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't find anything about. It just says, you know, he has a lifetime contract. But what does that mean? You know. For a dollar a year until he dies. I and, guess uh, it's for his whole life. I mean, I'm no, I'm no well, expert but here, but financials, as far as financials go, you know, there's no, no, nothing in there to, um, or at least that I could find that. Uh, I mean, you think they got to be paying him? He's over there, so I mean, there's got to be yeah. something to it. Somebody's paying something. That. They, they could easily make a commercial and. You know, with today's world, you don't you don't have to leave the United States to uh, do publicity yeah, that, in that, China. That's my thing. Um, but Tim, speaking of publicity, let's just go ahead. Let's pay let's pay some bills here, and we'll be right back right, right after up. this. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. WowFreeCam.com is the number one cam site on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You motorboat son of a bitch, you old sailor, you. Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com, so be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website, but make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun. Going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. Big thanks to our sponsors at WowFreeCam.com. Tim, brother, you still there? I am still with you, big man. I knew you would be. Can't leave me. (laughs) I'm the shotgun. You are. But uh, back to some more NBA talk here. 
Um, so we've talked about Dwayne Wade. We've talked about Kevin Love. We've, we've dived deep into that. Um, we were supposed to have a guest join us, but we haven't had any luck on that so far. Yeah. Um, without, I don't mean to interrupt. Did you, Go ahead. Uh, seeing as I'm up here, as soon as I'm up here in Toronto, did you guys get the, the, the Leonard trade last week? Was that on the show? Yeah, we, we called it, um, we called it day. Did you get of. lucky enough to catch that? Yeah, uh, well, right, let's go enough. ahead. Let's talk about that a little bit. You being up there in Canada, uh, Kawhi Leonard traded, Danny Green traded, and that was actually another thing I wanted to bring up. Apparently, this just broke a little bit ago. Apparently, Danny Green played the entire last season with a torn groin, and the San Antonio Spurs uh, medical staff missed it. Did not see it. How in the hell do you miss a torn groin? Apparently that's that's what I'm reading. Let me let me see if I can find that because that, was, that's been a story that. that broke on Twitter today. If I was a player on that team, I think I'd be headed to the for a checkup like right now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like that would be the first thing I'd be doing. Yeah, I've is, got a uh, few going aches and get... pains here that don't seem to want to go away. Maybe there's something maybe more there's wrong reason. with me than. <laughs> yeah, that's that's odd. You know, with a with all the digital technology they have today, that that's surprising that uh, you could miss that. Um, yeah, according according to this, it says Danny Green reportedly played last season with a torn groin that Spurs doctors failed to notice. Maybe Kawhi Leonard has a point. Okay, <laughs> so, was he and he was part of the trade? Yeah, Danny Green was moved to Toronto. When he got to Toronto, apparently he. Uh, so, does, so does no. So does does this give Toronto some kind of uh, leverage? For, uh, we got damaged goods here, and we need uh, a little something, something. We got a little. Not a little necessarily. Or are they? Not necessarily. Are they on the hook? He, because did he, did he pass a medical with them? I think he passed the medical, but I think the thing was he. It was just a minor injury that he could still play with, but he did pass the physical. Had he not passed the physical, he would uh, the trade would have been null, and we'd be at a different position now. But I honestly believe that, uh, and this is something I really would love to have our first guy, Jeff Garcia, talk about, is this medical staff, are they that bad? Something's going on there. Yeah, there's a problem in, in the world of uh, San Antonio are they under so much pressure that these guys have to play? They can't be injured, even if it's a minor tweak. If they sat out a couple yeah, of weeks, their, and, uh, their MRI machine broken down there, and I mean, I know it's close to Mexico, play. but still, you well, didn't want to get it, able to. They didn't want to get it fixed or something along uh-huh. those lines because, well, if I was a player there, now that's that's potentially one for sure, and another strong maybe. Let's put it that way. Um, are you getting Are you getting a little nervous about uh, your personal health there, and whether you can trust the staff to give you the straight shoot about what might be wrong with you? If If you get to the point where you can't trust the medical staff, there's a problem. Like that's supposed to be the guys watching out for your health and your safety, and if you can't trust them, then that's a problem. Well, and they're supposed to be above the team, although we all well, know yeah, that, I mean, that probably doesn't be, work that the, way. But Yeah, they're not supposed to be trying to – I know they want uh, – I know they didn't want to put him out 
you know, they want to win. The medical staff looks good if, if the players are healthy. And when's the last time you really heard of a major injury in San Antonio? Before Kawhi, you really didn't. But now it seems like things have been just, you know. I don't know. It's very it's very odd to me, and if, especially the way um, you know, technology being what it is these days. Um, and normally, or at least in my perception, they're usually over-cautious about guys. You know, oh, he's, you know, he tore the nail off of his pinky finger. Yeah, he can't go tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, especially in the regular you know, why season. Not? Yeah, you know, why Why not? Why can't he put a Band-Aid or two on that thing and suck it up? I mean, it's, it's a pinky finger. But, you know, they quite often, they that does, maybe not quite to that extent, but, you know, while he's got a bruise or a strain or, and like you say, if it was the playoffs, he'd be playing. But because it's a regular season, he's not going to go tonight. And yet somehow they don't find groin injuries, which, if not treated properly, can that can be a career ender or a never-ending nagging injury. That it's going to be a nag no matter what. That, it's never, goes, that never really ever goes away. You know, it kind of well, that could be the, the answer that we've been looking for because I discussed last week with TR that, that Danny Green has struggled throughout this season or last season. And his numbers well, that have been might explain dropped. why. Yeah, that that could that could be the answer that uh, that we've been talking I mean, that we've been looking for as to why. I mean, there's not a there's not a male on the face of the earth, sports sports player or otherwise, who who couldn't understand that discomfort in that in the groin area. There's you know if you're upright, you know there's not much you know if you're moving in any way, you're going to notice that discomfort and it's got to affect you to some degree yeah yeah it it, it just you seems know. to be i'm not Shooting, sure like, running um, yeah i've I never had a major thing i've never had a major groin injury thank god thank god i've never had a major groin injury but i haven't either i can't imagine so. shoot, playing basketball with a with a groin injury is is fun but i did i did have an mcl pull and I know, I mean, okay, and that is not the same type of injury, admit, I, I realize that. But I know what that felt like, and that was just one leg, or one, you know, just one part of your body. But you can't move without considering that injury, because if you're not paying attention, you're going to put pressure on that leg, and it hurts. Now, your groin is in the center of business there. You can't – the trunk of your body goes anywhere. You don't have to be moving your legs. You can be standing still. And if you twisted or pivoted or any of that sort of stuff, you're going to know about it. And I real he, – he goes up my uh, – up a notch or two in my strongman category because that's going to take a – that can't – yeah, that can't be – that can't be fun, even if it's just a minor tear. That cannot be comfortable. No, not at all. Um, I can't imagine pounding down a basketball court with a groin tear. No, no, that would be tough. But uh, I do want to mention, I do want to mention to him that last week we talked about the Carmelo Anthony uh, trade uh, potential. The potential trade we mentioned it. It broke the next day after the show released. 
So we did get to talk about it some, but I want to get your take. Melo uh, right. has not signed yet. He is being bought out by the Hawks. Dennis Schroeder has been moved to Oklahoma. Mike Muscola is heading to with Schroeder to Oklahoma. Then he is moving to Philadelphia while the Hawks are getting one Justin Anderson. And then TLC from Philly ends up in Oklahoma City. Mello will be bought out and be able to sign with whomever he wants. What are your thoughts on Mello moving and uh, where do you think he this goes? Is my, I got a couple of questions about this from my – Okay. My rookie status as an NBA fan. Okay. Um, I realized, okay, that Carmelo Anthony, if you're just looking at stats, is a pretty good player, correct? Yes. All right. Yes, he is. But has been moved around several times. Uh, makes, from what I have read anyway, has a nose for money that puts LeBron James to shame. That he's another guy who's always looking for the maximum. And how can I get a few more bucks out of the deal? Mm -hmm. Uh, Has he ever been anywhere and won anything? Um, I'll say this, and this is a known fact. He is considered one of the greatest Olympic basketball players of all time. Well, now, again, yep. Al Bundy again, scored four touchdowns in, at Polk High School, too. <laughs> Big whoop to do <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm okay, but I just don't see. I just don't see why, why do I care about that. I don't. Well, I'm just, I'm pointing out the facts here. Um, one of the most decorated Olympian basketball players in history uh, is a known scorer, has been to the playoffs many, many times, um, won a national title at Syracuse when he played at Syracuse under Jim Bay. All right, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll give him some points for that. Not many. But, but as far as the NBA, I don't think he's ever gotten past the second round. From, what I, from what I see is it's a whole lot of uh, Carmelo – doing what's best for Carmelo. I could be wrong on that, but this is my take on it. You know, I don't think you're far off. He seems to be, as a lot of people call him, the kiss of death to a franchise. (laughs) I'm sort of looking at it and going, okay, I I don't doubt that this guy's not a bad basketball player. But after this will be move number, what, this will be to his fourth team. Let me let me think here. Drafted by Denver, Denver to New York, New to York Knicks. to Oklahoma, so Oklahoma, Oklahoma to so this will be his fourth Oklahoma team. To, this will be his fourth move. He's not won anywhere he's gone, despite the hype. I particularly remember the hype when he went to New York. Oh yes, so finally they're going to turn the Knicks. We're finally going to get their shit together. I think the okay, best well, they got out know. of it was a fourth or fifth seed in the playoffs. Yeah, we all know what happened there. Um, to me, I, I, I'm in all honesty. I'm going. What do you want him for? I don't you see know, that he. I don't see that he makes your team. If he's your guy, mind you, I guess in Houston he won't be. I, I just don't. I don't think they need him. I really don't. I, I don't. I well, don't know what how he helps them. 
He was considered a third option in Oklahoma, but here's my thing with Melo. Melo is an ISO ball player, and he's a good shooter. He's not a good defender. He never has been. He never will be, especially at this point in his career. His scoring numbers drop whenever he goes elsewhere, and he's a defensive liability. When he scores, the ball stops. Melo's not a pick-up-and-go kind of guy. Melo would be best served playing on a team that's not trying to run. He would be best served playing on a team that's going to – basically, he's got to be the guy on the team. He's got to be the Kobe. But he doesn't have all the athleticism that Kobe had. Melo's a stop, ISO, get four guys on the other side of the court, let me go one-on-one with this guy, and I'm going to score. And he can because he's that good at it. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to pick up the ball and run and dish and pass, uh, hit the open man. He's not going to score off the dribble. He's not going to pull up uh, in mid-stride and hit a three. He's not that kind of guy. He And to play in Houston, which is the rumor he's going there, to me that makes Houston a worse team. And that's Houston was a, a game away. Houston was one Chris Paul injury away from going to the finals. I know TR disagrees with me. But I think if Chris Paul stays healthy, Houston wins that series. Mello on that team will do the exact opposite of what they need. He will slow the ball down. He will isolate when James Harden could be going off the dribble or Chris Paul could be finding an open Clint Capella if Capella resigns. Houston's got a lot of work they need. But Mello at $2 million, if you can sign Mello at $2 million, I think it's worth the risk. Because $2 million on that for Melo is, is worth trying. Because, honestly, what do you got to lose at $2 million for Melo? All right. That, that I'll give you. Um, the other question I have about it is, is, and I have to, why do these other teams, was their return good enough that they facilitate letting this guy pull this off? Instead of saying, yeah, no, there's no way in hell we're going to help the Houston Rockets get Carmelo Anthony. Screw that. Well, the Hawks are buying him out because the Hawks the Hawks don't want to be good. <laughs> Does that make sense? They don't want okay, Melo's I contract understand, eating them up. I understand the Hawks, but, but what about the other teams involved? Like, what are the I think they've seen enough of Melo over the years to realize it's not going to hurt or help. No, but okay, but, the, but they still are helping facilitate the trade by moving pieces around where they could True. say, no, we aren't going to do that. Or we want more to like, is, are the Sixers getting enough with whoever they're getting to do this? Is it worth it? I guess we shall see when the time comes. Or are they just uh, helping but, the Rockets load up so that they can lose again? You know, that's, well, let, let's, are, let's, I don't know let's, if they're on the same. We'll talk about that in a minute. Right now we're being joined by our guests, Formerly from ESPN, Jason Romano. Jason? What's going How on? Are you, sir? Hey, it's good to hear from I'm you, Jason. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Tim Dombrova. He's from up the Great White North in Canada. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's great to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Um, before we dive into what you're doing now, you worked for ESPN for, what, 17 years or so? I did, yeah. I was almost 17 years, uh, and I left about a year and a half ago. Uh, what was your, if we, if you don't care for us getting into your background, what was your primary role with ESPN? What was your, what was, were you on air? Were you behind the scenes? 
Sure, no, no problem at all. I was a, I was a producer. Uh, I produced for, uh, you know, the majority of my career there uh, in various roles. So I worked on Mike and Mike. I worked on SportsCenter. I worked on NFL Live uh, and the NFL Project. I worked on many different programs outside the lines, all the shows that you would see, you know, on ESPN. I worked on them as, as both a radio producer then a TV producer, a talent producer, and then uh, lastly, in my last four or five years there, I was a social media director, social media producer, uh, kind of creating content from the digital side of things. So that's pretty much where I where I landed for about uh, the last four or five years of my my career there. Okay. Well, uh, next question: Can you get me a job? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I joke. I joke. I joke, you but uh, me a year and a half ago. <laughs> well, the show just started back in October, so I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the uh, we wanted to, to talk a little basketball with you if you have a chance. I assume you're still in TDN. You don't the love of sports doesn't go away even when you leave uh, ESPN. Of course not. Now I still work in sports. I, I do a podcast and work for. Sports uh, media company called Sports Spectrum, so I'm still very much involved in the sports world for sure. Okay, well, what has been your reaction thus far in the NBA off season that you've seen? What's been some of the the biggest uh, shockers, blunders? What teams are getting better? What are what teams are getting worse? What do you think on the off season so far? It's, it is what the NBA is always. It's it's just chaotic and crazy, unexpected, and uh, I used to. The foul owns the off season in their sport, but the NBA now owns it on every level, especially as it continues almost right after the season is over. Uh, with the NFL, you're waiting a couple of months, and then there's you know other things happening with baseball. It's a couple of months with with basketball, literally like two, three weeks away. The NBA draft, and then fantasy. I mean, obviously LeBron has dominated. You know the headlines going to LA. Uh, I know a lot of people I know in the industry, some of them weren't shocked by the move, others were. Um, you know, I personally thought a team like Houston or a team uh, like that might be better suited for him if he was trying to win right away. But you realize Los Angeles is, you know, there's bigger fish to fry for LeBron than just winning titles. This is about setting up himself for, you know, after basketball. And it makes complete sense why he would go there. And he's still, you know, the best player in the game, in my opinion. So that's, you know, one of them. I think, you know, I, it just happened recently. The Isaiah Thomas uh, signing with Denver, that's one of those sort of cautionary tales, I guess, of, you know, striking while the, while the iron is hot and yet realizing that, you know, if you don't uh, or, you know, when you think you're going to, you know, back up the brakes truck as he – as he called for, and all of a sudden, you know, life kind of takes its turns and you go a different direction with injuries and, and different situations. I think, it, you know, it, it's just interesting to think about with Isaiah and his situation with Denver because I grew up a Celtics fan. I still root for Boston, and, you know, he was beloved in Boston, beloved. And when he was traded, there was a lot of people that weren't sure if that was the right move. Obviously, I think looking back with the injuries and the way that you know, his his season turned out last year. Even though Kyrie got hurt, the Celtics still got the better end of, I think, that move. Um, 
it's it was just a tough thing to watch Isaiah go through, but then to see him sign that one-year deal, you know, I want him to succeed and do well, and I hope that he can kind of, you know, prove himself and get, you know, a bigger contract next year. Yeah, and I think Denver is a team that we're going to have to watch this, this season. I've actually – I think Denver, with the addition of Isaiah Thomas, if he's healthy, with the moves they've made – uh, the draft pick of Michael Porter Jr., if he's even somewhat able to play this year exactly. and be on that level, I think Denver is a top-four seed in the West this season. Uh, I think they've just improved that much, and they're going to be a tough team to, to deal with. But uh, my co-host, Hello. Tim, my co-host, Tim, uh, Tim, you got any questions for Jason here? Hey, hi, Jason. How's, how are you doing today? Hey, Tim, what's going on? Well, it's another day up here in the Great White North. But uh, what I wanted to ask <laughs> you, you about, um, or I, I, we can maybe kind of segue this into what you're what you're up to now. Um, working sure. at ESPN, we hear a lot of talk about the uh, p- politics and uh, getting into the broadcast and that sort of thing, and guys yeah. using their the, the platform to to push their own agendas, whatever they may be. Uh, a, did you did you have a problem with that personally when you were there, and or you know what, or if you got any kind of comment about uh, ESPN and what it's kind of become in the last year or two, compared to what it once was? Yeah, I think you know during my time there, um, no, I don't think I had any. I didn't see a ton of what you're describing. Um, you know, is there situations where certain topics or certain things? you know, come to the forefront with regards to whether it's race or politics or things like that, of course. Um, You know, I worked on a show uh, for four years called Outside the Lines, which tackled all of these issues every day. Um, Religion in sports, it tackled race, it tackled um, LBGT, and it tackled, um, you know, equal opportunity and all of these, Title IX. I mean, there were so many topics that we covered steroids and the Balco case in baseball. Um, there were so many topics that we covered in on that show that I kind of was sort of used to it and okay when those things intersected. You know, it's called outside the lines for a reason. It was when, you know, things start to creep up. And, you got, and, you, and, and covering those stories and forcing them or pushing them down a fan's throat, I think, are two different things. And I don't think too often ESPN did that. I mean, not many people were literally watching ESPN all day long, all night long, and, and kind of having these situations kind of come to them every single moment. If you watched every show all day long, whatever the topic was, Brett Favre, Tim Tebow, of course you'd be sick and tired of it. But if you're just kind of tuning in when you need, you know, your, your, your couple minutes on a certain show or whatever it is, I don't think, I mean, they have to cover that. Uh, as far as politics go, uh, I don't think – I always think it's a good idea to keep poli- – I mean, I want to watch sports. That's just me. Uh, and so tell me the sports. But when, you know, when your president, when our president, you know, incorporates himself into a football story, it's their job to cover that. Now, do we have to spend a ton of time on it? I don't think so. You know, I think fans come to ESPN to watch to hear about sports. When I worked there, that was our that was our job and that was our goal uh, to to cover sports and to cover it the best way possible. So, I hope that answers your question. 
Um, yeah, mostly. I just I was kind of looking at it more from when uh, on air, like I think we had today. The, the I believe her name's Jamil Hill, where oh, she yeah. came out, okay. and, where she came out yeah, and said what she okay, and said what she said. Uh, I'm, I'm talking more from that angle now. What is okay. what what should he, what what kind of response? Like I I don't want to see that on ESPN. I'm like you. Sure. I want I want my sports, and if if that ties into a sports story, okay, fine. But I don't need the on-air personalities, their personal takes on things. Sure. I, I I don't want to hear that on on ESPN. They're free to totally hear um, yep. to give those somewhere else, but not not on the sports network. Um, yeah, I think there that too. A lot of times these analysts are not saying a lot of things. Jamel might be the one exception on a few occasions, but many of them aren't saying these things on ESPN shows. What they're doing is they're saying them on social media. And that, I think, there is the bigger question, which is should ESPN personalities or any personality from any sports network, we won't even just say ESPN, be allowed to share their personal state views and statements on any divisive topic, whether it's politics, religion, whatever, race, should they be able to share those on social media? Uh, my answer is always yes, within reason, but you always remember that you represent your company, even though Jamel is, a, I love Jamel. She's one of my friends. I've known her for many years. Uh, I've known her in her early days of coming on ESPN, and she's a really good person. Um, as far as what she said last year uh, about the president, it probably wasn't the best place and the right time to say it. I could tell she was upset. It was probably a good, a good thing to just, you know, not press send on, as some people say <laughs> in social media. Yeah, read, they say, well, make it a tweet, wait a minute or two, and read it again and decide whether you'd really right. like to send that out into the Twitterverse or not. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, with Jamel, she's very passionate. You know, she's, she's talked and been on, on the show I was referencing earlier, Outside the Lines, many times. Um, and she's and, – and she – she, along with many others, have many opinions about different things. We all do. The question is, what line do you want to start going – what road do you want to start going down that you might not be able to come back from? And, you know, I think, you know, ESPN, I know, because I know people who work there and certainly many other networks, are encouraging people to stay away from politics, encouraging people to stay away from divisive topics – but some of these divisive topics are topics that need to be need to be, need to have a discussion about. The question again comes back to how often should they be posting about it, and you know, remembering that they work for specific companies and they're representing those companies, even if they're not speaking for those companies. Uh, and that, it's a really tough sort of line to draw because I I've always been one who's been open about my faith on social media. But I always try to keep it, it's my faith. I'm not, I try to stay away from politics and stay away from race and stay away from things that either I don't feel qualified to talk about or feel like I have enough of a voice to, to, to say anything on. Because, I, you know, you know that 50% of the people are going to disagree with what you say no matter what it is on those kind of topics. Um, <laughs> True enough. So, it's a, you know what I mean? It's just a weird, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, sort of landscape that we live in right now because you want people to have opinions and be passionate and those type of things. So I don't know. It's a, 
it's an interesting topic, that's for sure. Well, you talk about, uh, Jason, what you do, and you're, you're very prominent in your faith. Uh, after 17 years, you left ESPN. Uh, if you could explain to our listeners, so some people would give a left arm to work at ESPN. Um, why yeah. would, what made you decide to step away from ESPN? Yeah, it was, you know, it's something that had been kind of uh, brewing in my spirit for a couple of years. Uh, it was something that um, I kind of, when I first kind of thought and had the idea and had the thought, I, I kind of almost shook my head and said, no, what are you, crazy? You're, you're talking about walking away from ESPN. Uh, and, I, and, the, and the, I guess the idea of leaving kept kind of creeping back. Um, different people were put into my life. My faith certainly was a, a gigantic part of that. And I just felt almost called to do more uh, as far as uh, purposeful work, as I like to call it. You know, work that matters, I guess, in a sense of, you know, does my work at ESPN matter? Yeah, of course. There's a ton of fans that watch, and certainly I was one of those and am one of those uh, that love sports and watch sports, you know, regularly. But my thought and my calling was there's, there's got to be something bigger and greater. And at my point in my career, I was, you know, in my 40 years old stage of my life and thinking, okay, it's halftime, you know, in some ways of my life. You know, what do I want the second half to be? And, you know, I remember having a conversation with my wife and going up to her and saying, you know, honey, I'm thinking about leaving ESPN for, um, you know, for, you know, to do more for God was my exact quote. And she just looked at me like I had five heads because, you know, that's why we moved to Connecticut. I grew up in upstate New York, a small town, you know, a kid who loves sports, and all of a sudden we're in Bristol, Connecticut, and that's the reason we're there. It was for my job, and now I'm telling my wife that, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, move into something else. Uh, that was a conver- hard conversation to have, uh, but it was time. And, uh, you know, the, the reason why I left was to simply do more for God um, and for my faith. And an opportunity came where my love of sports and my faith kind of intersected together into this new venture called Sports Spectrum, where I get to still do sports. I get to produce. I get to edit. I get to, you know, book guests and get to create content and even now host a podcast and interviewing athletes, interviewing people in the, in the, uh, in the sports world, former players, current players, um, all different sports, all different genres, all different stories uh, on the intersection of sports and faith. So I get to talk to them about their sports career, their sports lives, but I also get to, you know, talk to them about things that matter even more to them in sports, and that's their faith, their family, you know, things like that. So that's kind of what this new venture has been. It's been about – you know, 15, 16, 17 months since I left ESPN. And, you know, I'm grateful for my time there. And I'm also grateful for the, the situation and the time uh, and the job that I have right now and the, and the opportunity to, to do what I get to do right now. Well, speaking of, you know, you have your faith with sports. Uh, have you done anything with Mark Jackson? Because, you know, he's a very, uh, I won't say outspoken, but he's very public about his faith and his beliefs. And of course, we're not trying to force any beliefs on anyone here. You, you know, we want everyone to feel respected not. and welcome. Uh, but have you worked Absolutely. with Mark Jackson any? You know, I have not. Um, I know Mark's story. I think he's actually an ordained minister, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I, yeah. I know Mark's yeah, story. Yeah, and I know Mark's story, and I've heard, I've read about it, but I have not got a chance to work with him or talk to him. He's certainly somebody I would, you know, love to 
have a conversation with sometime down the road, but I haven't worked with him. But we've worked with a lot of different people, both in uh, the broadcasting world. Uh, coming up on the podcast in a couple of weeks is going to be we're going to have Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV on. Uh, we've talked to Jared Dudley from uh, you know now now he's with the with the Nets, but he was with Phoenix Suns. Um, we've had a lot of different um, broadcasters, that type of people on. So yeah. We've had a few, but and Mark would be amazing. I'd love to talk to Mark at some point. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Tim, do you have any questions for Jason? He's uh, only yeah, got I got, a limited I got, I got amount one, of time. I got one quick, one more quick one. Go ahead. Um, have sure. you found since you started since you started doing this? Um, yeah. Have you noticed, uh, or do you think that there's a lot of uh, more professional athletes who are uh, are religious but are afraid to say so? And because there was no real outlet, and maybe you're giving them one now to, to uh, I don't want to say come out because that's not the right words, but I know right now it's it's not the in fashion thing right now. Let's let's put it that way. And uh, sure. are, do you do you think there are are a lot of guys who, who if they didn't take the heat for it would be, would be willing to admit that they actually were religious people? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think a lot of guys and gals, for that matter, have a faith. You know, they also have jobs. You know, I had a faith for many years. My faith was central to who I was, but I was also, you know, I had a job to do at ESPN, and I wasn't, you know, walking around with a Bible in my hand and a cross on my shirt and telling people, you know, to repent (laughs) of their sins. That's not what I was doing. My job job was to, to produce content at ESPN, and I had to do that to the best of my ability, and that's what I did. Um, and I think a lot of athletes, you know, their jobs are to play sports or, you know, whatever they do, or broadcasters to broadcast games. That's what they were hired to do. But their faith is still important to them. And so I think what I've been able to do and what Sports Spectrum really even more, and it's not my doing, what is to provide a platform where we can ask questions and it's okay to ask these questions about people's faith. Um, you know, and they can answer it in a way where they're not uh, judged or worried or, or, or um, I don't know, they feel like they're offending someone. You know, I think more people than not in my classes have some sort of faith in their lives. Most people, not everybody. And some people's faith differ from others, and some people's religion differs from others, whether it's Muslim or Jewish or whatever. But I think just having a, being able to have a conversation about it, it's definitely opened up people's, uh, I guess, their... There's, there are ways to tell their story. For example, uh, Matt Forte is a, a former running back in the NFL. He just retired in March, I think it was, from the NFL. He was a Bears and Jets running okay. back. And Matt's faith is, is deeply important to him. And Matt had heard and knows about Sports Spectrum, the, the outlet I work with. And Matt called us and said, hey, I want to announce my retirement with Sports Spectrum. You know, not with ESPN, not with Fox, not with Bleacher Report, not with, um, you know, the Players' Tribune even. He wanted to announce it with Sports Spectrum. And I asked him why, why he wanted to do that. Obviously, we said, yes, we'd love to, to, to have you do that on our platform. But the reason, the reason was because of his faith and because he wanted to keep his faith in the conversation. And he felt like if he had gone to an ESPN or a Fox or somewhere else, that they might – you know, take out the faith element for the reasons you just described, that maybe it's not politically correct or it's not everybody's cup of tea, which I completely understand. 
so Matt wanted to keep all that in, so he chose Sports Spectrum. So I think we're seeing a lot more of that. You know, the podcast that I host, you know, a lot more people are coming on now than maybe they would have came on a year ago because they see that there's an opportunity to talk about things that are most important in their lives, you know, besides sports. And listen, I talk plenty of sports on the podcast, but we also get to talk about deeper spiritual things in people's lives. You know, the, the real deep topics, the ones you're wrestling with, you know, even just questions like, is there a God, you know, and, and things like that. We can talk about those things and have a honest and real conversation with, without being judged. And I love it. I think it's great. And I think, you know, more conversations should happen like this. Even if we disagree on whatever the topic is, we should have conversations like this. And I'm glad that our, our outlet, Sports Spectrum, is able to kind of bring those conversations to the forefront. Well, Jason, I know you've only got uh, about 20 minutes, so we're going to go ahead and, and end our conversation here. We're glad you could get on with us, uh, talk a little bit about Thank this, a uh, little, little basketball and a, you know, a few other things. There's nothing wrong with some, some healthy talk and debate like you talk about on your, your podcast. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and sharing all the things you have. Uh, let our listeners know where they can find you and if they want to follow you and get in touch with you. Yeah, listen, first of all, thank you for having me on, guys. You know, if you ever just want to talk basketball, we can do that too, especially during the season. Um, but, if, yeah, if people want to get in touch with me or, or find where I am, I'm pretty active on social media and I'm on Twitter and Facebook. And my website is just simply my name, jasonromano.com. Um, you can see all the, you know, some speaking things that I've done and the book I've written and a bunch of things like that. So, yeah, check it out. Love to hear from you. And, uh, again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. No problem. Pleasure hope to with us, have you sir. back on. Hope hope to have you on sooner rather than later, Jason. Thank you so much for joining joining us. Anytime. Give me a call anytime, guys. Take care. Will do. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we'll be right back right after this. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by New Law Office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways? That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. New. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, Attorney at Law, answers to your legal questions. Big thanks to New Law Office, Stephen P. New, and his group over there at newlawoffice.com. Thank him so much for sponsoring the show. And, Tim, I'm glad Jason came on and was able to talk to us a little bit about um, not just basketball, but about life and life at ESPN. Gives a little insight. Yeah, uh, you know, normally here on the show, we're pretty much pretty hardcore on the basketball. But I think it's probably a good thing every once in a blue moon to uh, remember that these guys are, you know, they're just, they're just not names and stats on a sheet somewhere. That yeah. uh, 
they're they're people too, and there is you know whether you like it or not, there is another side to the sport, and, and I guess you know it would have to affect uh, you know both ways if you were uh, religious or whatever it might be, whatever we're talking about, and you can't talk about it or can't bring it up, kind of affect kind of affect your game, one would think, and you know yeah, there is a psychological side to the sport and all that, and you know. And, and there is life after the sport too, as much as sometimes we forget that there is. So, yeah, that that's true as well, and that's something that um, you know I, we don't dive into the that side of things. But the uh, you know the, the title of the episode, faith, love, and basketball. We talked about Kevin Love. We've talked about faith, and we've talked a little basketball. So it all seemed to work well, out he, in the walk. And he was a, a extremely well spoken individual. Um, yeah. obviously an educated man when, you know, you can tell by the way he speaks and, uh, didn't seem, you know, he had his own personal take, obviously, but it was kind of refreshing that he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't push it. You know, a lot of times yeah. you you kind of get that forced feeling and I kind of got from him that, you know, you could talk to him about that particular issue and you could agree to disagree and he'd be okay with that. Whereas yeah, you know, some of them they want to they want to write you off, you know, your lost cause or whatever the case may be. And obviously the guy you know being around, you know, think of the stories he can tell. Oh, definitely. And uh, love the uh, love the insight on uh, love love the insight on ESPN uh, from a guy that's worked there for such a long time. And yeah, gotta gotta have some skills, and gotta be gotta gotta have seen and heard some things that would just probably make you go really. <laughs> that, that he yeah. probably couldn't tell and probably wouldn't tell, but but I'm sure he's seen and heard a thing or two in his day there because that's that's a long tenure anywhere, 17 years. No doubt, no doubt. Um, but let's get back to a little hoops here. We got about a half an hour left here on Wide Men Can't Jump. And Tim, again, thank you so much for being able to step in for TR. You know, things happen. You've done it for me and you've done it for him, and uh, these, we appreciate these you for, for doing and, uh, we we attempt to uh, try to you know here at uh, Wide Men we we want to keep our fans happy and uh, try to give them the best we can give them so I'm I'm doing what I can. Yeah, uh, we definitely want to keep our um, we definitely want to keep our our fans out there happy and and everyone uh, up to date. A uh, little thing you may not know this uh, and you may not even care, but Noah Vonley uh, has signed with the Knicks. Uh, probably a name you don't know, Tim, but uh, he was drafted a few years back by Charlotte, had some time in um, Portland, and now he's heading to the Knicks organization. So the Knicks have signed Noah Vonley. They are officially 16 players on the roster. They will have to cut someone before the season begins. So that's oh an update there. Uh, but so, let, me, uh, let me get your thoughts. We talked about Kawhi Leonard. We talked about um, – him moving, and we talked about the Spurs staff. What about DeMar DeRozan? You're from Canada. You know how Canadians handle their sports, whether it be basketball, hockey, whatever you're a fan of. Uh, a lot of people were talking about loyalty in basketball, and a lot of people say that players aren't loyal anymore. And, and DeMar DeRozan, here's a guy that was loyal to the Toronto Raptors organization, a guy that uh, stayed the course. Um, did everything he was asked, signed the extensions, played well, was the best player on the team, and they trade him on a guy that may or may not stick around. Uh, what do you think? 
Well, I can tell you what the uh, what the uh, what, what do they call that? The grassroots feeling is. I mean, we only have one franchise up here, so even if you're not that interested, um, it gets covered and you get to hear about it. Uh, I would say that they were moments away from a lynching in Toronto. They, the, 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 the fan base had just barely gotten over that unbelievably ridiculous firing of the head coach, which still no one can really figure out. Um, and then they go and dump, uh, I guess on, on paper, the trade's not that bad, but that's all on the, on the assumption that this guy's not hurt and that he's going to stay there, which I don't think anyone <laughs> anyone is going to be able to convince me that he's going to sign a long-term with Toronto. I can't see it. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think people in Toronto were were happy with what they had there. They were, like I said, they were a little PO'd about the, about the coach getting the door. When I mean I don't know what more they wanted from the guy. Um, I kind of thought they were maybe a piece or two away from at least getting to the final. And now, well, I don't know what they have there now. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Well, um, here's my my thoughts on it. Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, um, they. They disappeared. They disappeared in the playoffs in the second round. Um, here, here's what I here's the rumor that it was Dwayne Casey was let go, and he's now the coach of the Detroit Pistons. He was let go because it was something had to change, and it was either going to be Lowry or DeRozan or Casey had to go, and they get rid of Casey. So all. That is the original story, but then of course that yeah. that theory goes right out the window, right? Because yeah. then they got rid of the player too. Yeah, the the story is that they were shopping Lowry in the off season. They were going to try and shop Lowry, keep DeRozan because he was the best player. They moved Casey, so you're like, okay, well maybe a new coach can get Lowry and, and DeRozan on the same page. Then they moved DeRozan. The one guy they talked about shopping was. Is the guy they kept? It's baffling. And now now you get you get Kawhi Leonard, who is on an expiring contract. He's now admitted he's open to the idea of playing for you. Well, God bless you, Mister Leonard. Thank you so much for (laughs) allowing yourself to to come down to our level and play a little basketball in Toronto. He's such a saint, son of a bitch. Good for him, but um. He finally says he's open to the idea. You get Danny Green, who's been playing with a torn groin now that we find out. You get rid of your backup center in Jakob Pleidel, and you get rid of your best player who had three years left on a contract. <laughs> and so now you have the – there is the possibility, Tim, that the Toronto Raptors could have gotten rid of the coach of the year, the player they had inked for so many years to keep and probably would have stayed in Toronto, depending on how they would have went to get Kawhi Leonard, who could walk at the end of the year, and they will be left with Kyle Lowry, and that's it. The, po- the, the possibility exists that he may not even 
see the court. What's wrong? That's true. He's you know that possibility um, is is there that he may he may look at that situation and go no, I'll sit out. Thanks. I've read that somewhere that that had that they were his camp anyway was considering that as an option that he may not want any part of that or demand to be traded or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm going to lay it at the two two things. the ownership in Toronto is it's a different situation than most or or at least as far as I know most NBA franchises where it's not owned by an individual there's not one guy who it's owned by Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment who are the same people who own the uh the hockey franchise and uh, a bunch of other stuff so it's mm-hmm. kind of run by a I mean it has a head guy but it's kind of it's it's run more like a business business where it has a board of directors and and this sort of thing. So there's not one guy really that gets to call the shots there. So I'll lay a little bit of them at that because they don't really. It's kind of like like the WWE thing, where um, okay, the, the, we want to put a good product out there, but as long as the Raptors are making money and Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment is making money, that's really the bigger goal than whether we win the uh, the championship or not. If that if that helps, kind of clear the the picture. I don't. It may be in their eyes, but in in the eyes of the fans, you're going to lose more fans than you're going to gain. Very much so. Very much so. But uh, and then you've got their general manager, who I'm not convinced is qualified, and never was, and that's no knock on him personally. I'm sure he's a nice man, but I remember when they hired him. And everybody was say what now? Like who is this guy and what does what does he bring? Well, usually newer franchises that are struggling, you want to get you know maybe not one of the old old crew, but somebody that's got some kind of a track record. Yeah, uh, you need somebody who's experienced in that. Uh, well, so in then that you area, don't get, then you don't get fleeced on deals like this. Where, exactly. Yeah. Okay. On paper, is is Leonard a better player than DeRozan? Yeah. Mm, yeah, I would. I would say or, so. But that's only a part of the deal, right? You can't just look at it that way. And I, I think he didn't see any further than that he could present to the fan base. So look, I got Kawhi Leonard coming. Look what I did. Okay, yeah, but you traded away one of the more beloved players who actually wanted to be here. Yeah, I don't like agree with, with I don't agree with getting rid of a player like who's shown loyalty. Who's shown loyalty sure. to your franchise. I don't agree with that. Especially it, it, a good it's player. It's a strange move. It is a strange move. And at the very least, if you're going to move a guy like that, you've got to get a guy coming back who who you can take, you know, that your uh, your media department and your that they can take and go. Okay, here we here's the here's the new face of the franchise. You yeah, you can't trade. You can't make a deal like that and just say, okay, well, here's a guy for a year. Let's hope he comes back. Yeah. Otherwise, uh oh, they've got to come <laughs> back with that rumor has to go around, and then when the trade is announced, 
you know, three hours later or the next morning, the Raptors have another press conference and announce that they've signed him to a seven-year deal for the league maximum or whatever they could give him, whatever it is. And now here is the guy that we're putting the – we're going to lay the chips on his shoulder and we're going to win with this guy. Now, at I least you... then from a basketball point of view, you can go, okay, yeah. at least you got a plan. Right now, well, I, don't I... Think that, I don't know what the plan is in Toronto. Well, I want to pose everybody you a else, question. I, guess. I want to pose you this question. Do you think, because we saw Paul George in the offseason last year say, I want to go to L.A., I want to play for the Lakers, this is where I want to go. All right, offseason rolls around this year, he's a free agent. Resigns with Oklahoma City, stays in Oklahoma City. Okay, now, let me throw this at you. Do you think that if George had left and went to L.A. or went elsewhere in Oklahoma City, do you think that Toronto would have made this deal? Because it seems like to me Toronto is betting on themselves to basically sell Kawhi Leonard on the chance to play long-term in Canada, in Toronto, to stay there. And they're giving it a year audition to try to keep him and keep him where he's at and try to make him fall in love with this franchise and not want to leave and go to L.A., just like well, Paul George. I mean, if if he goes there and plays, and plays well, and they do even half decent, he will be the king of Toronto. Because that's just how that city works. Yeah. So from that from that side of it, um, I guess maybe that works. My question is: Hang out with be, is, there, is there somewhere else where where he? I mean, okay, obviously, is there somewhere else you'd rather go, or is there somebody else that would take him, where he has a better chance of winning and being the man? Because he's definitely going to be the man in Toronto if he plays there. Kyle Lowry will be, a, Leonard, will be the, will, will be second fiddle. I think Kawhi Leonard's pretty much going to be the guy almost anywhere he goes. Um, just depends on where he ends up. Unless he's playing second fiddle to LeBron James or he ends up in Golden State, I think he's going to be the uh, the guy wherever he okay, goes. And where, all right, so where where else is he going to go where he at least has maybe an outside chance of winning? The Rockets don't – couldn't afford him, I don't no. think. Um, who else we got? Uh, Philadelphia? I mean, maybe Philly. Philly talked about bringing him in. I, but I mean, you but know, I'm they almost have with to give up to get him. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's the whole. I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot. I mean, I, I, like again, I guess what what does Leonard? What what is he looking for? Does he want to be the man and get the big paycheck? Because he's going to get that in Toronto. Well, if he wanted, if he just wanted the paycheck, he should have stayed in San Antonio. And not, because he was and due, not well, okay. Not only will he get it in Toronto, he will be the king of Canada, as far as yeah. Unless, except when hockey's on, when hockey's on, he won't be. But he'll be he'll be close <laughs> though, because Toronto, well, because Toronto is the media center of, of Canada. So if they pump him up, and Major League Sports and Entertainment owns part of one of the sports networks up here, which is a whole other story. Um, yeah. So I mean, if he's going to get the press, and he's going to get the coverage because there's nothing else to cover, especially if they do good. Like, and I when I say do good, uh, make the playoffs. 
That that's yeah, enough, I mean, sure. don't forget. Yeah, we got a franchise up here that's never really done anything. They've always been, hey, they're not bad until they play the Cleveland Cavaliers and then they suck because they get pounded. Very true. So the fan base, I don't, I don't know that the fan base, they're not looking for a title quite yet. I think they'd be happy if he comes in and plays and, you know, puts up, I don't want to say LeBron-like numbers, but in that realm where, okay, he's our best player and, you know, we won tonight because he played and he was good. I think they'd be happy with that. Now, whether they can get, whether that's enough for him or not, who knows. But I don't know what kind of a guy, what, you know, what kind of a reputation he has as far as whether he's, uh, you know, a pretty boy or not. I, I don't know. He's very quiet. Nobody the, really knows. That's I don't know the what thing. the book is on him. So, I mean, I got to think, if it's me, in all honesty, uh, man, you know, you, you could take that team potentially if he goes there. They got Lowry, who's a decent player. Yeah, he's a good player. They could they, they could also be, you know, a piece or two away from maybe they're never going to beat the Lakers or, or Golden State if when it comes right down to crunch time. But they could easily get to the Eastern Final without any trouble. Well, maybe. The East is uh the East is, the East is getting is. more and more I don't know, the East is getting more and more just I won't say stacked, but they're getting better. So it's hard to say because you got the Pacers who are much improved. The Bucks are much improved. You've got, uh, you know, Philadelphia who's still there. They added Wilson Chandler, but they lost some players. So to me, they haven't got any better. Maybe they've even gotten worse. Um, uh, it's just a – Look at it this way. Tor- Toronto last year um, – if they don't run into Cleveland, who they just can't seem to beat, who knows where, how, I mean, they don't win the final or anything like that. I'm not that crazy, but they maybe go another round deeper. Are they a better team? If, if a, if a healthy Kawhi Leonard plays for Toronto instead of DeRozan, are they a better team just with that switch alone? That's the thing. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a – they may be better, but at the same time, you're looking at – Well, nobody really – yeah, I mean, nobody really knows until they go out on a court. But They may be better, but here's 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 um, a way to look at here's, it. Here's the thing. Shut up. Cool. It's your, it's, your, it's your catchphrase, man. Use it. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, there we with go. No LeBron, with no LeBron in the East, we'll never really know how much better this Raptors team is. As far as I'm no, concerned, but they, no, in that sense. But they, I mean, if they if they were to meet Cleveland next year, that's a no brainer. Oh God, they, they beat Cleveland Cle- next year. They'll beat the piss out of them. It won't even be close. Yeah, they bury Cleveland, so they're not going to play Cleveland in the in the playoffs though, because Cleveland won't make the playoffs. Cleveland may not. Cleveland may not even make it. That's true. I don't um, think. They I don't know. Teams in the like East said, are, for, for me, good. Like without getting into all the intricacies because I don't know them. To me, it's a kind of trade where I go, well, okay. Really, what was the point of this trade? What I mean, it's not a significant upgrade. It's not like it's LeBron James for for DeRozan or or uh, James Harden for him or Steph Curry. Yeah. 
it's not one of those ones where it's okay. Obviously, this if somebody makes you this offer, you got to you got to take it. I don't know what they think they're getting that I don't we either. don't see, that we don't see. Unless, like I said, unless they've talked to this guy and they already know that they can sign him long-term and they just haven't done it yet. I don't know. Well, here, the... Yeah, the I mean, if they, can is... in, if they can ink him to a five-year deal or so that is maybe not the league maximum, but, you know, bearable, okay, then at least that makes some sense. Don't know if I'd have done it or not, but at least it makes some sense. I can understand why somebody else might. But on the surface, it's just like, okay, why don't who else can we get rid of? Why don't why don't they trade Lowry too while they're at it? Because they don't seem to have much faith in what they had there. All of a sudden, well, if they trade Lowry right though, there. it would almost be who do they get back? Well, there again, well, and who knows? Is that maybe not part of the, of the plan? We bring in Leonard, he becomes the man. Lowry doesn't really want to, maybe don't want to be here anymore or is uh, redundant. So we trade him off for somebody else. I, you know, who knows? The NBA is so crazy when it comes to uh, trades and contracts. It's nuts. It, it really is. It, 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 in no sport do, do players of such caliber um, not only move, but dictate how they move. Even when they've got contracts, I mean, it's one thing when you become a free agent, obviously, but you know, you got guys who are, oh no, I, I just I don't want to play here anymore. And you're going to move me, and the, the teams do it. Um, reading this deal here, by the way, not to change the subject, but Dwayne Wade, his contract, th- three-year, twenty-five million dollar contract. That would be. Um, Looking, that's a total twenty-five million total. So, and it would make him the highest-paid player um, in China. He would be paid more than. And here's here's the highest-paid player in China, Andre Bloch. Oh, the well-known Andre Bloch. I do know Andre Bloch. He used to play for the Washington Wizards, but uh, yeah, the well-known though, as I as I said, the well-known Andre Bloch, former Defensive Player of the Year in 2014. Well, look at you, because that's not true at all. <laughs> uh, never, yeah, look, look at me put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> look at you. Yeah, look no, at I you never, never heard of the guy, fans. but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so. You know that that leads me to ask you more about the contract thing. Seeing as I'm I'm going to guess we've been out, uh, our second guest is not arriving, or uh, I believe there's been a mix-up or something. I'm not sure, but uh, right, me and fair you enough. The way. Okay, um, so let's talk about. I mean, what I mean, and I don't know that you know, but uh, is the salary cap and all that in in the NBA nothing but a joke? <sighs> To some extent, it, it's not really in the in the sense of that it is not okay. They have a cap, and yet there's so many exemptions and this kind of contract and this kind of contract. And there seems to be a hundred ways to get around and do what you want to do anyway. 
Yeah, well, there's there's so many exemptions and just people who. So it's know. not it's, it's not a hard ta- it's not a, it's not a hard tax, right? You can go over and get oh, punished. Oh yeah, you can pay true? the you can pay the luxury tax and okay and all that good stuff. All right, so you guys, you guys, the NBA and uh, some other major league sports need to take a little lesson from the NHL. It's called the hard cap. No, you don't go. You can't go over. You go over. You got to move somebody. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there is it's no, a way of doing it. There is, yeah, there is no luxury tax. You, the, the cap is set, and by um, you're allowed to be over in the summertime, or like well, off season. But on day one of, uh, I th- there's a date. By that date, you have to be under the cap. And if that means you've got to let somebody go, or trade guys, or cut a guy loose, send him to the minors which I guess in basketball is not an option. It's the um, G League. We you, have a G League. you got you got to do it. And you can't go and sign guys. You know, if you want to pull a move like, you know, like the LeBron move, well, yeah, you can sign him to $30 million if you want. But, boy, <laughs> you've got to – it does kind of stop the juggernaut team from kind of happening easily because you can't go and sign two or three guys – for outrageous sums of money because you don't have enough money left to get anybody else that's any good. And yeah. you can't field a, uh, you can't really field a team that's competitive enough even with those guys on the team. It just seems to me that ba- that basketball like if I was a, a hardcore basketball fan, uh I think I'd be a little bit ripped because it it seems like, you know, there's three or four teams every year who have all the talent or most of it anyway. And they are the teams that you know, barring some kind of an injury or or something major happening, we can pretty much predict who's going to be in the final six or eight before the season even starts. Yeah, you can kind of you can usually kind of make a guess. Um, it it sucks, but it's just the way it is. I mean, not to be that guy, but but, but wouldn't it be better? Basketball's been that way wouldn't for a it be while. So much better if you knew that. Okay, that like for instance, the Lakers. Okay, they traded for LeBron James, or they signed LeBron James. They can uh-huh. only afford one other guy who's really any good. And after that, they're either going to have to go with veterans, or they're going to maybe they get lucky with somebody out of college who turns out to be a superstar. But that's it. And even even lowly little Minnesota Timberwolves have got as much of a shot at any of the big names in the league as anybody else because they can pay them and offer them exactly what everybody else can. So it's a matter of, you know, where your team is at or whether they're any good, that sort of thing. Where you, you just the, the, the dynasty is difficult to do because you can't keep well, them together. The, the NBA is trying to implement a – they've implemented a thing. It's called the, you know, whatever team owns your bird rights – and if the team that drafted you, if you stay with them, you're eligible for what's called the Supermax contract, which is that team that drafted you, no matter who they are, can pay you more than any other team. It's basically encouragement to get you to stay there. And most of the players don't. They just they don't care. They they're looking at it as okay, two hundred well, I mean, million dollars. There's always going to be 
Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a certain amount of movement because there are places that are, you know, basketball hotbeds compared to others. Well, it's just unfortunate because you have Kevin Durant was drafted by the Thunder. Uh, he chose not to sign a two hundred million dollar deal to go sign with the okay, well how, uh, to go sign. How with the long Warriors do you? Because he wanted to How win. long do you have to stay with your first team? I think it's through. I think you can get that on your your third contract. So you're looking at maybe seven or eight years, something of that okay, nature. But that's, but that's long enough. I mean, if you haven't managed to sway a guy in eight years, you probably aren't going to. Most people, most guys, they get that rookie deal, and it lasts four to five years. Normally, by the fourth year, they sign the extension that gets them there another five. It's a max contract. Normally, it's a max contract. So, they normally accept that super max contract, the about two hundred million, over two hundred million dollars for five years, which is normally in about the, their eighth or ninth year in the league, depending. Um, Steph Curry signed his. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are both due theirs next season. Kawhi Leonard turned his down. I mean, a guy doesn't want to, you know, you don't want to destroy the draft either. Where, you know, if you, if you draft a guy and in two years he's gone. You know, that that kind of, you know, that doesn't work either. Well, most, most um, rookie deals, most guys stay with their teams, unless they're traded, most guys stay with their teams after their rookie deal. Unless they're they're gone or the... The team just feels they're not going to live up to what they needed. Uh, if they're good, they'll they'll re-sign with their team. Most of the time, that happens. Um, See, like what often, hockey's got right. is your 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 first contract can't be any more than three years. But you're you you're you can't go anywhere. You're stuck there. Yeah. But then when your three year then when your three years are up, you become a restricted free agent, where somebody else can offer you a deal. But your home, your team has the right to match, and if yeah. they don't want to match, they get compensated with draft picks. So you can go cherry picking if you want to, but it's going to cost you. Well, see, he, in the NBA, that. that doesn't happen. Uh, all they offer you is you have the right to match or the chance to let them walk. You don't get compensated for that. Oh yeah, see here, it's depending on what they sign for. Whatever their contract is, they've got a formula worked out. If it's you know five to six million dollars, well, it's a fourth round pick. If it's like so, so, so for instance, if you were go to pick uh, for the NBA equivalent, if LeBron James had played three years in Cleveland, and uh, the Lakers wanted to pick LeBron James out of Cleveland and offered him, you know, a ten-year deal at forty million dollars or what some ridiculous whatever ridiculous sum it was, it would have cost them you know four or five first-round draft picks. Yeah, so I get that. Whether you're, that makes yeah, sense. So whether your ball, well, it kind of prevents it from happening mostly. And then I said the team still has the, you know, they can still match, so they don't have to let you go. But uh, I don't know. There, there, you know, there's movement in hockey, but it almost always happens once the contracts are expired, and the guy becomes yeah. an unrestricted free agent after year five, I believe it is, and then they then they a lot of them move. But in basketball, it seems like the, not only do they move a lot, but the contracts aren't very long, a lot of them. Like in hockey, it's the opposite. 
you know, like uh, I mean, I know you're not familiar with hockey, but you know, Connor yeah. McDavid, the, 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 the okay, you know, heck, his contract with Edmonton is for like, you know, they didn't sign him for four years or five years. It's like eight or nine. It's as long as the league allows, which I think is eight. Yeah, so I think sure in, in the NBA, up. the longest I think the longest you can sign someone is five years. I think that's the longest yeah. that you can but, sign but, them. But quite often you don't see that. You see these guys signing for two. Yeah, you see one. that a lot. Because they're looking for it more money. Depend, it depends <laughs> on the. It depends on the. It honestly depends on the players. The players have a lot of negotiating power in that area. Yeah, they don't. So they don't have quite as much. And 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 in hockey, then too, you better get it right. Because if you sign with a team for eight years for big money, because of the salary cap, you've limited yourself to where you may be able to go if there's a trade, because a lot of teams won't be able to take you because you can't. They can't fit you under the cap. So you not and so not only the player, but the, the management as well has got to make sure that they you know you could cripple your franchise for ten years by making one bad signing. Yeah, Very and it true. happens. Yeah, and it happens. I I can believe it. I've seen it in basketball where things like that happen. You know, it's uh, yeah, not to get on too much of a hockey tangent, but uh, well, you can't really get on too much of one, sir, because we are running out of time. And oh, I want to thank. Already? It is. It is. Uh, we want to thank Tim for joining us here this evening. We want to thank Jason Romano for jumping on with us, former ESPN personality. And we want to thank you guys for listening in with us. Be sure to check out our sponsors, NewLawOffice.com, WowFreeCam.com. We hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. We're on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you can find and download. Your favorite podcast. Tim and I did a uh, a couple podcasts the other day that were just basically us shooting the breeze and talking about music, movies, life, West Virginia, <laughs> anything. We <laughs> talked about a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I, so check those out. I will say too uh, that uh, in in the event that Mr. Robinson is unable to attend next week, I have in fact ordered my Sixers jersey. It will be here on time. <laughs> And I will be full mode. Uh, I will be, instead of TR shock, I will be TD shock next week. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we we hope TR is able to be on with us next week. But, Tim, if you, in case he's not, you're more than welcome to join us. I'm going to go full uh, thank, care, full-blown TD shock. We hope you guys have enjoyed. Uh, on Saturday, July the 28th, I will be at SCON in Logan, West Virginia. Come say hey if you're in the area. If you're not in the area, we'll be doing a live broadcast from there about 3 p.m. It'll either be me and Tim, me and Tom, or me and Tim and Tom. So who knows? Um, we'll have more well, episodes coming your way this uh, week. I will be a part of that. Uh, that uh, I will endeavor so uh, okay. that doesn't scare anybody off. Well, there we go. We know Tim will be there. We know I'll be I there. Tom be there. may join us as well. Beautiful. But definitely, if you're in the area, come in the, the southern West Virginia area, come out, come say, hey, I'll be at the table. I'll have some stuff for sale. So come by, pick up your, some gear. And, Tim, anything you want to add? Oh, follow us on at Wide Jump on Twitter and follow us at Wide Men Can't Jump on Instagram. And we got a group on Facebook. If you want in, let us know, and we'll add you to it. Anything else, yes, Tim? Sir. Also, I, thank you for uh, seeing I don't know. Um, the Tim and Tom <laughs> show, I don't know if that's going to go this week. It might be. We might have to swaggle somehow. The Tim and Nate show. I don't know. 
or there won't be anything else till Saturday. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. But, but uh, before we go, uh, I, I will end the show. So say your piece, and I will end the show. All right. Everybody, be sure to jump on the uh, – let us know what you think. Thank you to Brazil, our newest country added to the Wide Men family. We're now getting downloaded to Brazil. So I uh, don't know Portuguese, but thank you, Brazil. All right. Anything else? Nope. Tim, send us home. Peace. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at widejump. You can follow us on Instagram at Wide Men Can't Jump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump.